to start it as dude i just want to be a conversation that's what i truly want this to be <laughs> like okay. even if we have the introduction it's cool but see like introduction sounds weird <laughs> so tune in the broken statues what up? david and julie it is thursday november 1st um welcome we are doing this for the purpose of giving you guys an in-depth perspective of the documentary series of Julian. Um, yeah, buddy. It is a huge, I think, insight, a huge project. <laughs> it's not a one-done deal. Um, so we're going to give you in the depth of who we are and a little bit of an idea of like what we're doing with this whole thing. Because there's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. And uh, yeah, uh, it definitely is an in-depth project, that's for sure. We, uh, taken by surprise at exactly how in-depth it was going to be but you know mm-hmm. after after a year's time we were finally able to push that first uh episode out um so yeah we're just kind of gonna give you guys a little in-depth into what went in the first episode we uh we met two and a half years ago approximately so in 26 no 2017 right mm, it was your accident was 20... 16 i met you shortly after your accident but we weren't friends Right. Yeah. Well, we we had met a few times. No, before, he wasn't friends with me. Yeah. No. I I used to think that me and David didn't have anything in common, so we just we just didn't didn't float the same boat. <laughs> um, how old are you, Julian? I'm 24 years old now. I feel older, but some some call it young. But, yep. Well, that's me. 24. I'm 23. Um, graduated the same year. I turned 24 like in a few days. So that's cool. I know. Um, so a little bit of the behind the scenes of this whole thing. Um, this started last year. This whole thing started last year in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's from my like from my recollection, it kind of started off as a joke. <laughs> it kind of started off as us being like, dude, it's always great. It was just in the process of me getting to know Julian and. And through that, we really were like, what if we just did this ourselves? Um, a little more backstory to why we even thought about doing, even like a documentary about it was because I'm into like film, I'm into like photography and video. Um, but our church specifically does, has been doing at that time, videos about stories that God has redeemed them from or um, God has shown up in a big way. So it was called God at Work. They did a lot of videos of that. So when everybody found out about Julian's story, they're like, oh my gosh, like, what is it, why doesn't our church uh, do one of these videos for you? And we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know why. <laughs> like, we didn't have the answer to that. <laughs> um, but we kind of joked around the idea, like, what if we just did it? Um, I think there's a few reasons why we even thought of that. One, as Julian and I got to know each other, we're very, I think, raw about how we do things and mean that we don't like to sugarcoat stuff. I think a lot of times people can say that and they may mean it, but I think that's really like our personalities. We'll just kind of like be right in your face about it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Not kind of like shy back. And I think the church has an agenda and it has to be because if they just did whatever they want because that's how they... The church it. just has a wider age group to cater to. So some parts of my story just happen to be a bit more explicit than what you should, you know, hear on on a Sunday morning. And because Mm -hmm. of that, I think we, 
decided we kind of wanted to take it into our own hands so that way we didn't really have to shy away from anything we could kind of just you know since it, since it's not a, a church-based thing it's a self-made thing we kind of are just able to do what we want with it and you know of course within boundaries um but you know we could kind of give it that that raw edge um and yeah yeah there were there were a, a different a few reasons uh what started this up that being one of them um i know I, at the time uh i think it was funny because i would always joke about how my life was pretty much like a reality tv <laughs> show with just yeah. the amounts of ups and downs and um that were happening and i think my birthday had just passed and i ended up just having like a crappy birthday um and then i ended up telling david about it and that's again where the reality tv show show came up <laughs> and then that kind of turned into documentary talk and one step led to another this should be known up front. We have no experience in this. <laughs> no, we're winging it. Why? Uh, we very much are. My, I really started with photography, and that was it. It slowly turned into video. With um, shout out to my friend Hector, Hector Dominguez. He was the one who got me into video, and he gave me a lot of exposure to doing things. But through that, um, I think started my realness and rawness of creating. Kind of started to implement, and so when I heard Julian's story, it was like this would be cool. I don't know what that would look like. Let me just start shooting my camera, bringing it around every time we hung out. And we hung out a lot during that time that we started, we first met. Um, but to go back on your point, the whole not wanting restrictions, we didn't want restrictions, not because we just wanted to do what we wanted. Like we, we didn't want to be reckless about how we shot this. <laughs> mm. But I, I think Julian said it best. We understood we had an audience for this kind of story. And we still think anybody could watch it. There's not like a, at least I wouldn't say there was a there's an age group, right? There's not like an age restriction. Maybe in particular episodes we might like. I mean, there are things that'll be talked about within the story that just, you know, a seven year old doesn't need to hear the same thing that <laughs> a seventeen year old needs to hear. You're mm -hmm. at different points in your life, and, mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, because because of of that, um, I totally lost my train of thought of what I was saying. <laughs> 17 not 17 year old not supposed to hear what 17 year old yeah there's no specific age group i i definitely think there are points in my story that cater to an older crowd but um you know i mean there there are multiple points in the story and uh just different things that people can grasp and uh and it, hopefully it just resonates with them yeah some of you guys should know we are also sitting on the floor about a foot apart from each other, <laughs> speaking into one microphone. <laughs> this is our situation at the moment. Um, <laughs> so the idea sparked. The idea sparked. We started doing it. Um, we were pretty far. We're not far. We got a pretty good dent into the progress of our documentary. So we started like promoting it, kind of like already. We were like pretty anxious. I was anxious. I. Uh, I wanted to be done with this whole thing in like four or five months. <laughs> um, I was just like real That's fast. That's going to happen. <laughs> four or five months, we were like, uh, we have no idea what we're doing. Um, and Julian actually hit on the spot. I was like, dude, I think this will take a year. Um, inside, I was just kind of pissed. I'm like, I don't want to do this for a year. <laughs> like, It seemed pretty long. That's going to take, take forever. Um, but I think through that, a lot came from waiting. Uh, we were talking about this, I think, like a month ago. Like, a lot came 
positively that because we waited, we got a lot out of this. Um, I mean, you guys got you guys got the actual product out of it. Uh, honestly, for a bit of time there, it it was uh, it was it went pretty cold. The trail to finish this went pretty cold. Uh, David was working a lot. I was uh, in school, which was taking up a ton of my time. Also taking care of my my son. So it was just it was really tough to just find time to even work on it for either of us. Um, and then for a while, it it actually wasn't even talked about. It wasn't until um, actually I don't I don't even remember when I rebrought the idea back up to you. We uh, I think we personally I think we kind of avoided talking about it because we knew we stopped. And at least personally, I was a little disappointed in just myself and the whole thing because I, I was disappointed in David too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just he probably was though. I uh, I just didn't I didn't want to stop it. I was I was really really passionate about it. I was I wanted the best quality to come out of it. And since we went in such a large gap, the large gap we're talking about probably like from February March until like the summer, like August, like August we started. So what's that? Like seven months. Mm-hmm. That's a huge gap of like something we thought we were gonna be putting out and. We originally wanted this to be a one-shot take. We wanted this to be a 30 to 45-minute film about Julian's life. <clears throat> so that was the whole goal throughout the whole time. Julian came came up with the idea of making it into episodes. And he kind I of realized I had that. so many screw-ups in my life. There was no way we could fit it <laughs> in a 45 <laughs> minutes. Uh, no, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, all joking aside, there 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 is a lot of uh, meat uh, involved in in the story, and um, it it just was too much to try and and really fit everything into a 45 minute block of time. Um, and it, I didn't really just want to skim the surface on anything. So uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I I think I was watching Last Chance You on Netflix. And, um, and it like sparked the idea and I was like, well, hold on a minute. Like, what if we just did episodes and like each episode was just like a different focal point and a different like point of my life. And, you know, fireworks went off in my head and I thought I had the best idea in the world. And I was like, no, calm down, Julian. You know, this, this might not even go over well with him. He might just still want to do like the long video. And then I remember bringing it up to David and, you know, David was just like, dude, that's like awesome. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, from there, it like kind of re-sparked the fire inside of us. It was mm-hmm. like a totally rejuvenated feeling to get this going again. And then, uh, in a matter of like a couple of weeks after that, we <clears throat> sat down, did the outline for the first episode, um, basically made a kind of like a, a, what, what was it called? Like a structured sheet? I don't even, a I don't script know. outline? Yeah, it was like a script outline, um, basically with everything that we wanted in the episode, everything we needed to get to make the episode happen, everything that we needed to accomplish um, in order to do so. Um, so after that, uh, yeah, we, we went out, we got what we needed, uh, we had to rent a special camera. Um, David, you can probably get more detail on, on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think so. I, <laughs> I think some of the things I'm pretty proud of uh, for both of us is that one, our quality went up by waiting, and two, there's some things I think people who are familiar with like music, um, film, and just like producing things and putting that on the internet 
just copyright, the magic word of copyright. And <clears throat> for most of the video, we were using songs that we had no idea if we had permission to do it, but we were going to hope for the best, <clears throat> at least on my end. It was so illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. And so like one of my fears was if we were going to put this out and it was good and we loved it, blah, blah, but it got flagged down on YouTube. And it was like all that hard work went to waste. So mm. that was always something I didn't know how to like navigate. <clears throat> um, but so through waiting, we were able to rent a camera um, for pretty cheap. And we got it for like a three-day period. Um, totally new camera. Didn't really know how to use it. Like a lot of, we, when I mean we winged it, we're really winging this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, that doesn't dismiss like, I think our talents in our art. Um, cause I think it's shown and it's just balling on a budget. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. Um, I mean, that reminds me of Brandon. We got a shout out Brandon later. Yeah. Um, but speaking of budget, um, but because of that, also Julian was able to produce all the audio that was underlaid through. So all the audio you heard in the first episode was produced and made by Julian. Um, so like it was completely 100% organic and made by us. And that's why I think if we try to push the walls that weren't meant to be broken down early on, it would have been it would have it would have been so bad. I don't think it would have been nearly as quality. Yeah, and I think it would have been trash. It would have been trash, and we would have been on like a little high that we put out a video and documentary, blah blah. And I cried about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think the other thing I could point out is that this whole thing is not there's not a dead end there's not like a ending point some of the questions we got early on or once it was released was like oh how many episodes are, gonna get, are there going to be we have no idea <laughs> yeah I, I mean honestly it's a it's a continued story um, there's really like you know no end to it as you know my accident left me you know dealing with this with these challenges um, for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, I mean, I, ideally, I think it would, it would be a great goal to, you know, maybe get like 10 or 12 episodes out. Um, but again, we're not really trying to put like a, a limit on it because, you know, who, who knows where this will go and who it'll reach. And, you know, we, we don't know anything like that. Um, so, you know, as, as long as God allows us, we're going to you know, keep pushing episodes out i think another question that make um at least when i've got like maybe like the why like why are we doing this because one okay it's i guess it's cool to put something out on youtube mm -hmm. and <clears throat> whatever i guess the idea of putting something out that's of this magnitude i guess um but since the beginning i think we were both very driven about a few things um i guess i can start first i think one Julian's story and one I'm also assuming you saw the video already but for next episode we'll retell the story and stuff but when I heard Julian's story <clears throat> for me it changed a lot of what I knew about I guess what it meant to be a Christian going through a trial and that's just one thing there's, there's a million that's why this is what I mean we can go for this like we can talk a long time <clears throat> one what it meant to go through a trial to the happiness that I saw in Julian through his injury. And granted, I still don't know him that well at this point, but I think when I even got to know him, 
what the idea of endurance meant. And this is almost like, and I, sometimes I say this like when I tell stories, but like aside from like the spirituality of it, seeing someone be so, I guess, have a positive outlook and still be loving and grateful for things while a lot of, a lot has been taken from you is like a world changer of seeing how people can appreciate life. And it makes you like re-evaluate and look like, it just kind of makes yourself look in the mirror and like, you do not have a reason to be grateful. Not that it's a guilt trip and not that you should feel down, like, oh yeah, like stop being down about your life. But you you want to ask questions. You want to see why. You want to get to know what even happened. And through that, you see Christ in the middle of it. And you see Christ being the reason he is able to be the way he was. And clearly I'm seeing it just from the outside. So you get me seeing it, wanting to portray that image. And then also Julie and I being friends, we bounce ideas off each other, but also his experience bleeds through um, what my creative process wants to look like. So um, that's that's for me. There's a lot that you will get. I th- we even got a huge response in the first episode, man, about like, wow, like this isn't that. And I've known, we've known this story for like, I mean, obviously you've known it since you've been in the accident, but I've known it since like <clears throat> two, like, a year, a year and a half, two years already. So to resurface the story and to still get a response is um, amazing. But also the response isn't the purpose. I think a purpose is to have people looking to someone who went through a tragedy and make them realize that there is hope and that a hope and the love that you show out of that hope comes from a guy that we believe in. Yeah. Killing yourself, burning myself. Why do you want to put this video out? Um, honestly, man, just uh, let me ask you this. I'll I'll ask you this: Does putting this out is kind of a big vulnerability aspect? I don't think I've been thinking. I don't know if I asked you this outside of this, but does that scare you? Because you're being really vulnerable about your life. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, yeah, no, I, I won't lie. I've, I've never been one to like, like pictures or be in front of cameras and, and whatnot. So to go from that to, Hey, Julie, let's make a documentary about you know anything and everything from your life. It's like a total, totally big change. Um, but you know, I, I, I think, um, putting my fears aside, there's such a, a good story behind what has happened in my life and behind my accident. And I think it truly can just help out a lot of people in this world. And I don't necessarily mean, you know, just, just Christians or just simply non-Christians. I I mean, anyone, you know, there are aspects in, in my story, you know, that, that deal with, you know, depression, that deal with anxiety, that deal with drug addiction. It's, you know, there, there's a lot that has happened and, you know, that a lot will resonate with a lot of different people. So, you know, if lately it seems um, to me, whether it's, you know, people that I personally know or, you know, people in Hollywood, it, it just seems that suicide is just going up and up and up is such a high rate that it, you know 
there are, are people out there who have felt how I've felt and just, you know, completely hopeless and lost and like nothing ever gets better. And, you know, I, I, I just want, you know, even if it's just one person that, you know, gets uh, saved from that, that feeling, uh, you know, I, I just really want the story to resonate with people and, and help them and let them know that, you know, despite how bad it seems it can get, you know, there, there's always, um, there's always, uh, and, and there's always hope. I think we uh, live in a pretty hopeless society or we put our hope in, in false things and um, it never ends up panning out. So yeah, my, my main, my main thing was just to help somebody. Um, that's, that's really my goal. Uh, I, I really just want to be able to reach uh, that person's heart that, you know, feels like they're just too crap to change or they're, you know, they're too far gone or, you know, there's no point anymore. Uh, I want to help that person. I'll tell you what, man, I think uh, vulnerability is is a very foreign thing. Um, I won't see it in my workplace because it's sometimes looked upon as weak. Um, not that that's like the case in all workplace scenarios, but um, just in your everyday life, I think uh, being, um, this, this, is what I, this is what I mean when I ask the question of, does it scare you? Because I think for me to put my life, because I'm not putting my life out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm just creating his, and portraying his life in um, these forms of episodes. And um, I think of that often. I just think of like, man, like, I don't know, how much I could be vulnerable in sharing the details that we haven't shown you guys yet. Um, we already have like a pretty decent outline of the whole thing. And there's a lot, there's a lot we're going to talk about. There's a lot um, that Julian has gone through and him. So him meaning like a lot of the things that have been happening, like with celebrities and suicide and drug addiction, like, I think the beginning when we started this, it was the Demi Lovato situation. Um, I know she just relapsed again, like, a few months ago or a month mm-hmm. ago. But when we were starting this last year, it was the first time that went all over the news. And she had, I think she even had, like, her own documentary about it. And so we saw that. I was like, man, like, how, like, it was, when I was watching that, bro, like, I think I saw this video, like, reacting to her documentary. And somebody said, like, the scary thing about that was you'll see her Instagram pictures two days before she went into rehab. And what's scary is that someone can post something nearly two days before when really she was going through so much. Oh yeah. And there's like this image like that we portray. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to just That's get scary though. Make yourself a show. <laughs> like it's 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 pretty simple. And you know, I I Lived a long time doing that. I still shoot. Even now, I still struggle with that, man. Just pretending like everything's, you know, peachy and fine and okay, and, and then trying to make every everybody else happy and inside, you know, got no idea what they're dealing with. Which is why it's always, always totally important, you know. Never, never make fun of people who claim they have depression because you know 
It, to you, it might not. It might not look like it, but you, you have no idea what's going on in, in their life. So I mean, it, it's important not to make fun of anyone. Period. But you know, it, especially when it comes to stuff like anxiety and depression, I know, I know it's <clears throat> not something that's easily understood, especially by people that don't suffer with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's not something to be taken lightly. That's for that's for sure. Um. So. We can kind of go into part of the episodes now, just real quick about what. Yeah, that'll be like. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Go along with that. Yeah, yeah. So, how about we start with? Um, so I'll, I'll I'll recap it real quick. Episode one was just the beginning, initial story, kind of like the start off of what this documentary series is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we told you a little bit about what his how his life has been through a lot and kind of behind the scenes of what we're trying to do and how we come to this point. So episode one is about Julian's accident in Batavia, Illinois, at the quarry where he dove and he um, shattered parts of his spinal cord, um, leading to him being at some point paralyzed from the shoulders down. And we kind of ended with his recollection of up to the hospital and him going into RIC in Chicago. Um, that's kind of the recap of only that's only episode one, man. <laughs> but that's yeah, the whole we decided story. to drop a bomb first episode. Just <laughs> talk about broken necks. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's the recap of that. So we're just gonna talk about real quick. Um, so maybe details that we didn't get to articulate in the episode, and to give you maybe some stuff that comes up to mind, like behind the scenes or what happened when we filmed this, 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 or that. Um, and I, I, the first one I'll start with. We, I start with the newscast of you making on the news of it. Was mm-hmm. it CBS? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, so they Point had a whole full... So they can't get, so they can't get yeah, don't them. copyright us. <laughs> Go for it. How about you explain... Um, well, why did... Why did NBC... Or what was CBS? Why did There's the news... <laughs> why did the news come to you to get the story out? Um, so basically what ended up happening is, um, someone that works in Northwestern, um, doing something from, for them, um, is one of my mom's clients. My mom does hair at her own salon, um, that she owns in, uh, downtown Batavia. Um, and yeah. And so she ended up, um, so they, they were talking, uh, obviously about like what had happened and everything like that and how I had been there for my surgeries and all that. And they ended up uh, getting in contact with me and wanted to do um, basically kind of like a patient news article um, just about my story. Um, They came to my house. uh, They did uh, an online phone interview with me. They came to my house, took pictures, um, and then they actually wanted to air my story as a radio commercial. So they ended up hiring a radio actor um, to tell my story. Um, You'll hear it on the radio. It's all really Pandora, stuff like that. Um, so I ended up doing a commercial for Northwestern as well. And then that news article, um, they wanted to take it actually a step further and, um, do like a patient promo video that they ended up showing to their, their entire staff all, all over at every single, you know, uh, location that they, that they have. So everybody that has worked uh, for Northwestern has actually seen that video. Um, and then once that video ended up airing, they uh, the news ended up contacting them and wanted to air the story as well. Um, so it was like um, like three different times uh, through Northwestern Hospital is how uh, 
uh, or getting in contact with CBS and uh, meeting with them to do um, an, another uh, interview and stuff like that. Hmm. I'll tell you what, I know when all that was happening, you would tell me about, like, hey, like, you show me, like, it'd be an email, and you show me, like, people was releasing stuff, and a little bit, a little part of me was almost, like, discouraged, because this third party came in, mm. and was able to start filming you, and we weren't able to get anything out, <laughs> and we were already filming, like, the documentary, right. but, so, the fact that they got a whole crew, and they came in with, like, lights and a camera, and shot this whole thing, and then... I was like, man, like we haven't even got hours out yet, <laughs> and you were so and they were able to do it with it. Obviously, they have a team and they have production, and you know it was kind of cool just to see how um, you know even after it's this is now the two years that it's been um, mm-hmm. kind of cool to just see how that um, that story just wasn't you know lost in the, like in, in everything that goes on day to day. You know, like it's still like circulating and like being told and like shared with other people. It's still impacting people. So um, it was kind of cool to uh, see that be, you know, just utilized as another stepping stone and platform to get the story out and to reach out to people. And now we used it. <laughs> yeah. And now we got great footage to make an episode. Um, how about you tell, that was, that was the one thing I wanted to like touch on to you mm-hmm. to explain that part. Um, so, the episode goes in and your point of view and you re- recollect about what your experience was. So um, maybe yeah. think up up top, like what kind of things you can think of that you didn't maybe say in detail or something you can further elaborate on. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I won't give you guys too many details because if you haven't seen it yet, I definitely want you guys to, uh, <laughs> to go out and watch it. But um, yeah, the episode, uh, the first episode is basically, um, it, it's, um, simply just about the day of the accident, um, just from my point of view, um, my mom's point of view, my dad's point of view. Um, it, it's uh, strictly just about that. But, um, I mean, just some things I touched base on, you know, I, I, I was completely conscious during uh, the whole accident. So I actually recall like hitting the bottom, um, hearing my neck snap, not being able to move anything, being face down underwater and just kind of like, watching as time goes by and like, you know, just waiting to drown. Um, totally crazy feeling. Um, as, as best as I could, I tried describing that, um, to the viewers. And I mean, there's no way it did it justice. Um, that, that whole, um, time lapse, honestly, of of just that day really, uh, was just utter shock. Um, so, yeah, I tried to articulate that as best as I could, but, um, you know, I, I really couldn't put it into words just how terrifying that all was to go through. Um, and I mean, I, I'm sure it was equally, if not more so terrifying for my parents. I mean, luckily I, I got to be, um, put under a lot of sedation. Um, so because of the heavy sedation, I, I was knocked out for, you know, half of it, but you know, they, they were awake and had to witness their child uh, go through that. And I mean, me being a parent now, I, I don't even know how or if I could handle that. So, um, yeah, uh, the, the episode's just uh, their experiences during that day, uh, my experiences, uh, the recollections that, you know, I can remember in between, 
you know, coming in and out of consciousness, um, uh, just being in a immense amount of pain and yet not being able to feel anything at all. Totally, totally wild, man. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, I kind of left you cliffhanging as I'm as I'm walking uh, on the on the prairie path, uh, uh, just kind of really reminiscing about uh, my stay in the ICU. Um, so yeah, I'm really uh, really excited to start episode two. Um, you know, it, it was crazy. Before we end this, I just want to give a huge shout out to um, to a good friend Brennan. Um, I mean, even before we put out um, feelers about maybe starting a, a GoFundMe to, you know, help us just um, continue making these episodes because, you know, it, it does take uh, time and, and money, uh, two things we are short on uh, all the time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, before we were even able to go forward with that, um, you know, our, our, we had a friend, Brennan, who made... Uh, uh, just an incredibly shocking donation to help us, you know, make this next episode. And uh, I was absolutely speechless when uh, when he when he gave that to us. It was just a true, um, just a true act of uh, uh, Christ-hardened man. And uh, it was a true representation of, of servanthood that, that was so. Uh, yeah, Brennan, uh, thank you, man. And uh, this next episode is definitely dedicated to you. Yeah, Brennan, thank you. I haven't told you thank you in person yet, but here we are. New man, dude. Yeah. Um, real quick, what's the, what are we at? Uh, Let's say. Past 30. Okay, I'm back. That's cool. Yeah. Past 30. Oh, my shoulders are killing me. Is that what it says? I know we're well past 30. Uh, we'll, we'll close it with this. So a huge shout out to Brennan. Um, one of the things we want to end with is with us being able to put this out, we uh, we have our own brands. So this is almost a sort of a plug, but more just to give you guys an understanding of how we're able to put this together. Um, I have my own brand, my photography slash videography brand, if you want to call it. Um, it's called Gritty, and it's more specifically Gritty by Saad, and um, all my work will be related to, to that. I don't know what you want to call it. My brand, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so to Julian, his brand is, you go by what? Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't really think it's a brand. That's well, my DJ want, name. Your DJ name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is it again? Uh, yeah, my DJ name is Butter. So um, with all that being said, we uh we have our own brands. Um, like Julian said, we really weren't. This this was there's a lot of uh there's a lot of. I would say. Leaning hope on, on God with what He'll do with this. And with that being said, I think one of the blessings came was from Brennan <laughs> with that donation uh, mm-hmm. to move forward with just the next episode. But at some point, um, we are gonna figure out a way to best see how you guys if you wish to donate to us whatever amount we'll really explain more once we have a better idea of it but to any of you guys that understand more of what the story is about um and just how it impacted you uh, of course this is fun to us but also we do have a full-time 
life that we're doing. <laughs> Not just he, Julian's in school, he has a kid, he has a father, and he's, if there's a man that doesn't sleep enough, it's this man. <laughs> I don't sleep, it this, sucks. Um, let this man rest. <laughs> but also, I have a full-time job, um, and this is really like a side thing, but it's it's not like a, a burden by any means. It's something we both love doing. It's it's our way of like expressing ourselves and through art. Um, and to give you guys, it's we just want to tell the story. We want to tell the story through our art. And sometimes we can't just do that on our own because we don't have the means to do it. So um, if you feel so led to, donate to us and the way we figure it out. <laughs> and it'd be much appreciated. You guys are... Pretty much the only reason we can like move forward with making episodes. Um, Unless you guys want, well, we we we'll, we'll, we'll manage. Uh, it's just a matter of yeah. not making you guys wait as long as uh, right. we'd like you to. So you know, uh, in order to make these a, a little bit quicker, um, yeah, you know, donations are always are always uh, welcomed, definitely. But um, you know, no, no matter what, God will always provide and. Uh, and we will definitely tell this story. So there's only episode one. I think this concludes what this will look like. Um, maybe next time we'll sit on a chair and not lay on the floor while we yeah, <laughs> make this episode. But um, until then, that's all, man. Thanks, guys, for listening. Check out the video. Broken Statues, episode two, coming soon. Hey. We out. Peace.